welcome to the first episode, the first season of Lockdown Thoughts with Sean and G. I am Sean and I'm joined by my good friend, my buddy, my compatriot. It's G. How are you, G? How are you doing this evening? Good day, good day. Good, good. Ready to roll. And the first question that we, we must ask as part of this season is, what are you drinking as we as we ramble? Yeah, no, that's definitely a fair question. Given current current times, lockdown times, I'm sipping on a 12-year-old Glenfiddich uh, with nothing but two ice cubes added. Oh, beautiful, 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 beautiful. A uh, terrific drop from from our friends from Scotland. Um, myself, I'm, I've just whipped up a little, uh, I've been getting inspired, uh, inspired to make an experiment with, with all sorts of liquor. And so today's a, probably a basic one for any cocktail makers at home, but it's the gin fizz. Uh, and I'm using, uh, some lovely gin from the ampersand project from Bondi. Um, uh, it's, it's got a little bit of, uh, sugar syrup, a bit of lemon juice, some egg white, a bit of soda water. Uh, you know, give it a give it a, a whack around and, and there you go. You've got yourself a you got yourself a twenty two dollar cocktail uh, for for much cheaper than that. Mate, I know your dad Rob and as much as he'd be proud of your achievements to date, he wouldn't be very proud of, of that drink. That's very fancy for a country boy. You know what he would be proud of though, being the uh the, the, the Scot that he is or what he's, you know, his heritage is, he'd be happy that I've saved myself a bit of money because he's an absolute tight ass old Rob Dog. Um, <laughs> no, look, it, it's it's definitely not a, a country drink, I don't think. We don't like to stereotype on this show. We're all about diversity of thought, opinion and background, every other piece of crap. But look, <laughs> this drink is delicious. Uh, and it's one of those ones that I didn't think I'd ever be putting egg white into, but Mate, it is the hero ingredient in this little cocktail. Um, how is the scotch going down, though? Well, that's something Rob would be proud of. Scottish, Scottish scotch. It is good, mate. There's nothing wrong with the scotch on a Wednesday. Nothing wrong with the scotch on a Wednesday. So this first episode in this series that we've kicked off, because let's face it, uh, things aren't going so well in australia we've we're lagging behind we thought we were we thought we were killing it we thought we were the uh the envy of the world and it turns out we are we're a bit slow we're a bit we're a bit silly at times um but we thought why not get together two lads from the country who are you know about 600 kilometers apart at the moment as we speak but why not get together once a week and have a bit of a chat and tonight we're going to be talking all things moving to the country during COVID. Uh, and we're going to really get your insights, G, because you're someone who has firsthand uh, moved to the country during COVID, um, someone who was based in Brisbane, and we'll get to that shortly. Um, but, you know, for me, myself, I, I did kind of the opposite, and we'll get into that as well in a bit later. But first and foremost, mate, what is happening uh, in the world at the moment? We've got We've got countries in Europe that are absolutely smashing it, vaccine rates through the roof, and us in little humble Australia, which, um, you know, we've got to tick over 20 million people, and we're having a hard time vaccinating people. What's up with that? 
Yeah, our rates, our rates are pretty low when you compare to the rest of the world. It's an interesting point you make because the rest of the world is starting to open up, sort of overcome that little hump. And a lot of people are open to to travelling again and getting vaccinated. But, um, yeah, we're just a bit behind, aren't we? Are you the same as me, G, where you've got lots of friends that, that you've met through your travels over the past however many years over in Europe and they're all embarking on their little summer vacations now, hop, <laughs> skipping a jump over to Italy or Spain? Or You got that as well, mate? Because it is driving me nuts. It's hard to watch, isn't it? It really is home. Yeah, not only in Europe, but also in, in North America. North America's opened up as well, so Canada and the United States. But, yeah, all those little summer holidays – uh, hot girl summers as they call it it's all on <laughs> <laughs> i'll just drink my gin fizz and uh and, and dream of yesteryear but mate so other than that we've got the olympics is wrapped up and mate australia did fan bloody tastic um we i don't know how we ended up faring in terms of the the overall ladder but we're up like in the top 10 there in terms of i think it was our best results since athens or maybe even uh, we might have even eclipsed our results from Athens in 2004. But, mate, the gold medals just kept coming, particularly through the swimming. But there were some other sports as well, like the the canoe with, with Jessica Fox, who got a gold, and the sailing as well, some gold medals there up for grabs. What did you think, mate? The overall, what a fantastic couple of weeks it was. Outstanding, outstanding. And everywhere you turn, there was medals for Australia, which is testament to, to our athletes and the way they prepare. And whilst... As we said, the rest of the world seems to be getting on. Many of our athletes prepared in ways they never would have even imagined, probably on the go. So to then perform at a world-class standard, you know, records were broken. Um, I have to give a special shout-out to Paddy Mills and and, and that 42-point performance in a bronze medal match uh, to, to bring, bring home the bronze. And uh, that awesome video of him, men at work, partying on with the rest of the – with the boomers there – but it's those stories that really hit home from the Olympics mm. during this time, and you can see how well our athletes prepared. Yeah, you're spot on there. And the Boomers, it was the first uh, first time they've they've medaled at an Olympics. Many teams have tried to do it previously with the likes of, you know, Bogut in the last couple of Olympics and, and Gaze before that and the teams they were in. Um, but I think it all comes down to that culture that the Boomers were able to create and with Paddy Mills, who's just a, an outstanding human being. But the culture where at the end there, they've got their gold medals and they've got the Australian flag, they've got the Aboriginal flag, and they've also got the Torres Strait Islander flag as well. And, um, you know, in, in saying that, I'm, I'm joining today, and I should mention from from beautiful Bidjigal country here in, in eastern Sydney, uh, well and truly caught up in lockdown. But I think um, coming back to it, it was about uh, understanding the past for this country and also the players that have, that have gone before that really led to a, a changing of the guard, if you like, and and an improvement in team culture for the Boomers, and it led to that bronze medal, and they should be really proud of that. Um, that's enough Olympics talk, I reckon. Let's crack on to uh, the topic at hand, which is relocating during COVID. And for you, it was moving to the country during COVID. Tell us, Jim, why why would you move to the country first and foremost? Well, I think I think my story actually happen pre-COVID, but it's very much a COVID story, if that makes sense. So obviously growing up in, in Coffs Harbour, there wasn't a lot happening in the country. Um, Southern Cross Uni only offered four degrees. So really, unless you uh, wanted to be a teacher, 
or uh, maybe or a, a lecturer. Yeah, maybe a, you know a nurse or something. Like that. You had to move away, so that's what I did. I moved away. Um, but in 2000 and early 2020, uh, I worked for Flight Centre, which um, again pre pre COVID, um, I sort of decided that you know coughs had caught up, much like many other country areas, and the advancement of technology, innovation, um, development. Uh, the New South Wales government obviously has committed $500 billion to infrastructure across the state, um, which is bridging the gap previously uh, that existed between the country and city. And um, so I decided to, to pull the pin on the rat race, as they say, um, and the public transport and commuting to and from the city five days a week, limiting yourself to having a life over really a day and a half, you know, Saturday and and Sunday half day, and once you take out two nights out and hangovers, you really didn't have much <laughs> much time at all on the weekend. So that's um, a good point, mate. That's actually a very good point. That when we're talking about the realities of younger people and decision making and work life balance, like Thursday Friday night are typically they're gone, and and Saturday night probably as well. So you're looking at really your spare time where you can do leisurely activities is pretty reduced, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I've never found the pot of gold at the bottom of a rainbow, but I think Friday 5 p.m. in a city is as close to that as it gets. At Friday 5 o'clock, yeah. Yeah, the world, do you remember, endless, mate, there's endless possibilities. Do you remember when we were over in New Zealand, we were in Wellington, and it was it was Friday afternoon, we're in the city. This is back, uh, I don't know, 2000 and I don't know, 2018 or something like that, 2019. Yep, and yep. Friday afternoon, after work drinks, doesn't matter where you are in the world, doesn't matter what city you're in, Fridays post work drinks into the evening is a vibe, man. Like that's that's where it's at. That's life itself. That's what the week is about. It's about that little four hour window. Um, but then, of course, if you go beyond that, it extends into Saturday and then it ruins your weekend. And before you know it, you're back at work on Monday. <laughs> so, so you decided the rat race was enough. Um, I mean, let's be, be frank, Brisbane's hardly the rat race that Sydney or Melbourne might be. But nonetheless, you decided after doing a good decade in Brisbane, it was time to, to move back to your roots, back to, to the Cops Coast. What was the transition like? Well, that's the that's the point I was getting to. It, the, the I guess the disparity between the, the city and country lifestyle, so to speak, um, it wasn't there anymore. It wasn't there when I first moved away. Many of the things that you enjoy in your spare time are available. They're they're, they're there, but if anything, you get more spare time in the country. And once you have the technological advancements, innovation, you know, investment in infrastructure, you have the same facilities available to you. Uh, you can get out to bars and restaurants, you know, great food, great vibes, and country people are generally happier. So I could see a trend uh, before it sort of happened, I guess, where people were going to move away from, from the rat race, so to speak. And I disagree with you. You ask anyone who lives in Brisbane about the rat race, and it definitely exists. 
I thought everyone in Brisbane just hires one of those little e-scooters and you just whiz around <laughs> the city and everywhere is basically five minutes away. I always thought of <laughs> Brisbane like just a big country town, but all right. The rat race apparently exists. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what COVID's done. It's re- really made people reevaluate what's actually important to them. And once they've done that, and lockdown has forced that, it's forced you to basically put your happiness first because all of the things that you assumed were important are no longer as important. Once you reevaluate, you then see that there's nothing like basically freedom of movement, you know, Mm. a lockdown free, free life. So what has been the new priorities for you or, or the new hobbies or the new way of life that you've embraced? What does that look like now? Like talk us through a typical week versus a typical week in Brisbane. Uh, basically, a Wednesday night podcast with a scotch. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, look, I've taken up golf. Um, I've taken up cycling. Um, and I've really invested more time in the areas of life where you feel like you didn't have time before. And that's the beauty of, of a relaxed lifestyle and the working from home environment is you can prioritise other things that otherwise basically wouldn't even be an option. I won't ask you what your handicap is at golf, but I will ask you in terms of working remotely, because I know even in the Coffs area that there's a lot of people working remotely now, what is it like in reality in terms of internet speeds, in terms of movement, in terms of transportation when required? What's, what's the overall vibe like at the moment? It's the same. And productivity has actually increased. People are more efficient. People understand if they can get things done by a certain time, that allows them more time to actually get out of the house. And I think that's what the COVID process has, has expediated, really. The world was headed that way. Um, in many in many senses, we're just catching up to the rest of the world, where people understand that, particularly in an area like Coffs, if you can get up and get to work and be started by seven, you know, you've done everything by three. Mm. Difference being, at three o'clock, you can be at the beach by three ten, yeah. or you can be at the golf course by three fifteen. Um, and the city at the moment doesn't give you those options. Uh, one, because of distances, travel times, traffic. Uh, but two, uh, I guess the working from working from home balance and being in lockdown, you, you're not free to do those sorts of things in the city at the moment as we speak. So I did kind of the opposite to you and I was living a, a glorious life in Byron Bay, um, yeah, surfing. As you say, you basically repl- replace golf with surfing and that was my lifestyle. And then for whatever reason, I got itchy feet and decided to move to Sydney during COVID to to chase a, a, a new opportunity, a new job. And it's been, it's actually been an absolute joy. And whilst um, I guess the, the mobility issues are definitely a problem, um, I'm really fortunate and I know that not everyone has this luxury, but being based by the coast still provides me with open green and blue space to be able to exercise and energize. I've got a couple of golf courses nearby and I've got surf and swimming and 
fishing and all these kind of things and working from home now and you're right this was always going to happen it's just been expediated due to covid but i'm now able to at you know lunchtime i can walk down and have a quick swim and freshen up and feel fantastic and get back to, you know to my my computer and start the next meeting and and feel really fresh which is awesome and same with uh with now i can i can finish work at at five o'clock and or five thirty, and i can get down for a quick swim before sunset whereas before working in the cbd and when i first came down here i've kind of gone through three stages stage one was new job working from home during covid stage two was covid's no longer here return to the office and then that was kind of a real tricky transition because all of a sudden you've got this hour commute into the office so return you've got two hours that you've lost and you you factor in getting ready for work and and whatnot like really you're looking at the best part of three hours of your day has just disappeared through through the commute and and the preparation for work but, but now we're in that third phase which is back to working from home and I'm loving it because I can have that either I can wake up or go for a quick walk grab a cup of coffee have a lovely time come back do a few hours work have a quick swim at lunchtime or shoot a few hoops playing a bit of basketball um, and it's all good whereas before in the middle of winter and for those tuning in from from the northern hemisphere yeah, we're in in the midst of our winter here and we we I, I don't know what what it's like up in coughs mate but in sydney i think we're losing light by 5 30 it's pretty much dark so if you're factoring in the return mm -hmm. journey from the office there is no way that you can have a swim a surf or play around at golf after work impossible yeah no absolutely and i can relate to that from my brisbane days you know you, you're up at the crack of dawn and you get home and it's already dark so once you've had this a taste of both i guess the question to you would be you know obviously move to sydney uh for for a higher income but had a better lifestyle environment so now that you've had the two and you're weighing them up you're in the position many people are facing at the moment and what do you see as long-term sustainability that's the really hard part because it's not clear anymore it used to be clear right and i reckon for our parents it was really clear what sustainability looked like it was the nine to five job and you had a couple of kids but but for more and more of us, that's not really what we're looking for. Um, and it does, you, you touched on it, that you kind of reflect and evaluate on your on your life and what's important to you. And I think more and more of us are doing it at probably a younger age now, because if you don't have, if you don't have the stresses of say kids or marriage and the stats tell us that less and less people are getting married and less and less people have kids, or having smaller households, smaller smaller number of children, not in not the size of the children, the the number of births I'm referring <laughs> to there, mate. I was going to say I'm a pretty big boy. <laughs> <laughs> Your poor mother. But look, mate, it's uh, it, it, the, the the reflection definitely comes earlier in life, I reckon. Now, and it starts. You start to ask the question: What does sustainability look like, and what can you keep up? And I don't think um, I don't think you'd find many people that would say, "Yeah, I want to." keep the fast-paced life and the decent salary forever i think everybody's thinking what is the exit plan what's my exit strategy but what does an exit look like that's the part i really don't know and i'd be really keen to hear that from anyone that that might be listening assuming that someone will listen to this g we haven't even thought about that is anyone going to even bother listening to this but say they do listen to this 
listen to two randoms rambling on on a Wednesday evening, say they do that, I want to know from them what is what's the exit strategy for you? Do you know what the exit plan is? How do you or what's the point in time where you start to tone down to your life somewhat, whether it's through career or family or financial or location, whatever it might be? I want to know that. Yeah, great question. And I think that's what is at the forefront of many people's mind. That phase of we're just getting by to get ahead at some point. It's been sped up. Now we're at the point where it's like, well, what do we actually do to get ahead? And there's more and more jobs and careers that are offered remotely or you can you can have a a regional location and then maybe commute to the city for for key meetings and whatnot. So it's really forcing people to start to reflect on what the future might hold for them and to start planning for that and maybe plan a little bit earlier. Um, but I don't know, like if, if things return to normal, let's just say that we get to this 80% vaccine rate and everything opens up and I have to commute into the office and lose three hours of my day, then I reckon I'll be having that reflection a bit earlier on. At the moment, working from home and I'll tell you a little story the other day I was in a meeting and um, it was probably two weeks into this lockdown and at the beginning of the meeting people are asking you know how's everyone doing Um, how's lockdown treating you and I as an idiot you know I'm an idiot you know you know that (laughs) but for those that are tuning in and don't know that I'm an absolute idiot well I am but I was quick to jump in and say how much I was loving lockdown because I can go down for my swim at lunchtime. And dive oh, wow. straight in, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Puns accepted on this show. But the response that I got from from the person on the other side of the screen was that they were doing it really tough because where they live in Sydney, they don't have any green space nearby. So they've got very Ooh. few parks and and not really any decent parks. They're not near the water. So it just made me think. I'm really fortunate. I'm in the eastern suburbs, but there's a lot of people in Sydney who are doing it really tough. And I think they'll be having that reflection at the moment, which is how do I get out of here? But for me, I think I'll be having that reflection once we've hit that 80% vaccine rate and things start to return to normal and I've got to commute into the office every day. I think that's when I'll be saying, is this really for me? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the trade-off that many people have already decided on when you look at trends and that's a it's a good point a good point that you make because not everyone can live the high life eastern suburb life that you've got (laughs) mate from byron to the eastern suburbs and and here you are complaining about a lockdown (laughs) mate i'm a saltwater boy i need to be by the ocean i know who i am um and i i probably pay too much in rent than, than what i should but let's move into the next segment which is all about investigating the trend and gee what are we investigating this evening exactly that investigating the people who have already made the jump and why they've made the jump and we've touched on a, a few key points already about why the country life is now becoming more appealing but i guess looking at at actual trends um 40, people have left Sydney in the past 12 months um, with 25,000 of those. So basically three quarters or just over half uh, moving to country New South Wales. 
which is which is absolutely crazy when you think about it and you think about trends basically when i was moving away from the country where no one was coming in a lot of people were leaving but no one was coming same with melbourne 35,000 people have left melbourne um, with with over half going to country victoria and that's that's the trend at the moment and it is those key principles of you know working from home technological developments uh, a lockdown free life really and, and freedom of movement as well as cheaper housing it's really appealing now and covid has spread that up sped that up it has because look i remember back in 2019 seeing some stats that I think 2019 may have been the first year that there was net migration out of Sydney versus into Sydney. So you're right. Like when you think back to the past 10, 15 years, and many of us, our friends and, and colleagues, all did the same thing, right? Did the did the dart out of out of the country town and moved to the city for the bright lights and opportunity. But 2019, the first this was pre-COVID, was the first year that we saw net migration moving the other way. And then you're right, COVID's then uh, expedited that movement or exacerbated the, the number. Um, so do you think it was a trend that was already starting to emerge before COVID and then COVID's just really given it a kick along? Or do you think that people have had this huge realisation? What do you reckon is the case? Combination of both has to be a combination of the base. When I was at Flight Centre in Brisbane, we would just started working home for people who'd had a certain tenure, you know, 10 years plus they could choose to work one day a week from home. And that was aimed at a little bit of flexibility, but also freeing up some office space. And that had just started to happen. And then on the back of COVID, um, you know, 75% of the workforce is now working from home. And then with that comes the freedom to move because, you, as you said, you only need to travel to the office a certain amount of time. So if, you, if you're working from home and don't got to be in the office, why would you be in a metropolitan area where you are still stuck with those same elements, um, particularly during a lockdown, as you highlighted? Um, or you could go to the country, work from home, be minutes from the beach, you know, cheaper, more affordable housing, access to all the same amenities and these days, all you need is a good connection and a laptop. I'll ask you this, Matt. What is it that you miss about city life? Because there'll be people listening, I hope, anyway, but let's assume that there's people listening, <laughs> <laughs> that they'll be saying there's no way I can move to the country because I can't give up X, Y, or Z. And I reckon my partner's one of these people where she will be reluctant because in her eyes, there's too many good things happening in the CBD to, to, to move to the country. But what do you miss about the city? I'm a foodie, absolute foodie. Uh, I'd eat out four to five times a week, and I do miss a variety of options. And I get that. I get that there is a certain, I guess, element in terms of competition and variety and being able to have anything at your doorstep. So that that is something that needs to be replaced and it is happening. For example, Menulog has just hit Coffs Harbour, a food delivery service. And you're from here too, mate. If you told us that when we were in high school, I would have said you were a robot. I would have said it doesn't <laughs> exist. It's not happening. What are you talking about? But it's just hit here. And that's what COVID's doing. It's bridging the gap. It's speeding up 
the process, so to speak. So businesses understand what they need to do to survive. And it's all about the consumer. And that's that's the trend that's it's happening and that's what's sped up. So whatever the consumer wants and how they want it is what's important to businesses for them to survive. And anyone who's adopted that model during COVID is now succeeding. And that's transparent across the whole country, city, metropolitan areas or or suburban or rural areas. It doesn't matter because the consumer is basically the forefront of all businesses during things such as lockdown. The, the pandemic has really sped up that process. Completely agree with you. My my girl, my lovely girlfriend, she she always says that she couldn't move to the to the country because she'd miss the uh, the museums and the art galleries. And I obviously respond with, yeah, but we can go there on the weekend. We can have city trips, city vacations on the weekend, and you can you can have that fix. And I always ask the question, how often do you go to the museum? And it's probably once every six months. But that's neither here nor there. Gee, thanks for investigating the trend, uh, and I look forward to next week when we investigate career changes during COVID. That, of course, brings us to the end of episode one of the first season of Lockdown Thoughts with Sean and Gee. Gee, it's been an absolute pleasure having a ramble with you on this Wednesday evening. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, mate. It's been absolutely brilliant. Feel like we have touched some key points there. Um, plenty of scotch to be had still. Don't know about your gin fizz, how you travel in there, but what a what a way to kick things off. Looking forward to talking about a career change during COVID again. Something I've done. I'm just like a COVID baby, aren't I? You are. You, you're kind of like a COVID <laughs> baby, except you're probably I don't know, 95 kilos heavier. But let's hey. talk next week about <laughs> changing careers during COVID. You're right. The gin fizz has gone down marvelously. Um, I've got maybe one sip left. Uh, I'm glad to know that, that the scotch has gone down like a treat. It's Wednesday evening here in Australia. Thanks for listening in to Lockdown Thoughts with Sean and Blue. And we'll see you next week, or at least be talking at you next week, for episode two of Lockdown Thoughts. Signing out. Like, subscribe, subscribe to all the things. Ciao. Oh, 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 oh,